Today's guest is a world traveler. He has been to over 50 countries, many with his wife and his wife Jocelyn and their two boys. He has a PhD in marketing and he te- he's a professor in marketing as well and has received a number of awards and recognitions, not just from his peers, but from students as well. His videos have also received some recognition. He's a top 10 blogger with USA Today or videographer, I'm sorry, and has been recognized by Flipkey, by Travel Advisor, as a top 10 travel blogger. He can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest at Walter's World. Mark, Walter, thank you for coming on. Welcome to Papa Bear Hikes. Thanks, Martin. I appreciate you having me on. So this summer, some people were sitting around looking out their windows, wondering, what are we going to do this summer? Well, I've watched your videos. I've been watching for years, and it looks like you and your family took those lemons that the pandemic sent us, and you turned them into lemonade, and went out west and vid- visited some of our national parks. Yeah, we uh, we got a little tired of sitting inside the house, got a little stir crazy, so we ended up doing uh, three road trips, big road trips around the U.S. I mean, we did our social distancing and everything, but we saw it as an opportunity because usually we're traveling internationally. Uh, but since there was no international travel, we're like, you know what? It's time to show the kids some of the beauty of the U.S. And that's how we ended up in Grand Tetons National Park and Yellowstone National Park. Uh, we went to a few other uh, sites as well, National Park Service sites. So it was, uh, it was a good way to show the kids some of the U.S. And preparing for this trip, did you uh, – I'm – I'd just like to talk about you that you obviously went through all the protocols or read what you were going to need to do as you went to these places as you visited. And how about in advance? Was there a little bit more work you needed to do because of the Uh, pandemic? There there was a little bit more. I mean, right now with the pandemic, you're not really sure about hours and limitations of the number of people that can go into places and things. You know, we were at Mount Rushmore, which is part of the park service. And you know, some of the trails were not opened up, um, whereas in Yellowstone, pretty much everything was available. So it really was like just trying to figure out is when can we go? Are there any restrictions? Um, and what was really tough is you had the the accommodations because actually the national parks were busy even until October. They were busy. And so we were talking to some of the, the locals there and they're just like, yeah, I mean, it's like it was like summer for them through September with the number of people that were coming there. So it was hard to get accommodations. So. That was actually kind of the surprising part because I thought, like, oh, there's nobody out, you know. But no, there was people out of the national parks. That was for sure. Yeah, because what I've read and what I've heard from people, you need to have that flexibility because, like you said, you may show up somewhere and it's closed because of restrictions due to the pandemic. So, yeah, you need to show up ready to make decisions on the fly pretty much. Yeah. And and also it, what was interesting is sometimes they had, like, some places we went – they had, you know, we have time tickets, but really it wasn't time tickets. It was just like we only had a certain number of tickets for that day. So you might be able to go and get your ticket at like nine in the morning, but come back at 11 because they're only selling, you know, 150 tickets for the day or something like that. So that was kind of an interesting thing uh, to kind of get a hold of. It's, it's gotten a lot more, things are a lot more open now than we're last summer, but it really was, you know, you're like calling up the day, you know, we would call before and we'd look on the websites and everything and then call the day before. It's like, just want to confirm everything's open. We're all good. And, and, and by the time we were doing some trips in September, you could tell they've been, they were kind of getting tired of answering those questions. Like, yes, we're open. Yes. It's normal hours. Yes. There's this. So, so it was kind of funny. 
you know, this year, 2021, the pandemic will still be there, but we have a better handle on the protocols to keep us all safe. And these businesses, they have been able to make the adjustment. So although the safety precautions will still be there, things should go a little smoother in 2021. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, I, we've done, so we did the, the trip down to Georgia. We did the trip to the Mountain West. We did a Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas trip. Uh, we're going out to Kansas here. We got another one going to like Zion and, and Rocky Mountain National Park. And and really, it, it, now that people have an idea of how things work and how you can do it, you can really tell that people are going to take advantage of it. So I, I see more people taking advantage of of the national parks this year than last year. And last year was a boom year for them. So it's going to be, it's going to be an interesting time. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing uh, for people who love the outdoors. Cause I'm a big believer there's power in numbers and more people visiting, the more attention it'll get from people in the decision-making positions in our government to keep funding it and make improvements. Oh, man. And, and the thing is, is they've done the, the Rangers and the people I've talked to there, everyone was still, I mean, with all the extra pressure, all the extra stuff, they were phenomenal. Like they were still as friendly as always, helpful as always. Like, hey, grab that map, do this map. Here's, you know, it was it was really nice to see like the positive attitude the National Park Service showed uh, last year. So that was really nice. Now, your family was able to see some of the most beautiful and talked about outdoor spaces in our country, um, places people only dream about and never get there. Leading up to the trip, you know, your boys are on the younger side. I have three boys; they're all adults. Did you, did you and Jocelyn talk to them at all, or have any build up before you visit the, or you're continuing to travel? But do you have any talk with them or build up to this is what you're going to see? Yeah, I mean, with our kids, we usually try to integrate them a bit into our travel plans. Like we were, we were times like, where would you like to go? You know, this is what we're thinking about doing. So we gave them some options, and they liked. They like the idea of going to Grand Tetons and Yellowstone and Badlands and everything. So that kind of appealed to them to go see the mountains and go see the nature side of things. So for them, they were they were really kind of pumped. So they're like, where's the bears? Like, we're going to see the bears. Because <laughs> we talked about, hey, you know, Yellowstone and you're buying, you know, Grand Tetons. You do have to pay attention sometimes. So they were always kind of looking out for that. So they had a, they had a fun time kind of getting ready in that way. And then... A lot of times um, their teachers, when they know we're going on trips, will have them do like a project or something. And this year, actually, the teachers didn't have them do a project, which kind of surprised me. But usually they're kind of prepared for, okay, what am I going to see? What am I going to expect? Because I know when we're in Yellowstone, there's a there's a bear and, wa- and wolf recovery thing right outside in West Yellowstone. So they were they're like, hey, let's go do this. So they had they had some ideas of things they wanted to do. So that's great. The kids are part of the whole planning process, which I'm sure as they get older, you know, the travel bug doesn't go away. Uh, no. They're going to be prepared on how to do this. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's one thing is the last few years, we always let them each choose a trip uh, each year. And obviously this year was a little bit different um, because of, because of COVID, we couldn't go many places, but this in 2021, now the boys are like, look, we're going to do U S trips probably again, most of the time this year, where would you like to go? So, so the boys are deciding where they want to adventure this summer. Yeah, this isn't simply mom and dad packing a bag and saying, okay, kids, get in the car and let's go. I was a scout leader for years, and, and I always believed that the, to get a buy-in from the kids, to get their real interest, they need to have a say in what you're doing or what the activities are going to be. Well, I 100% agree because once it's that, it's no longer your trip, it's their trip. Like, hey, you chose to go here. You know, same when we were at Yellowstone, there was no, we had no issues at all when we would go into Yellowstone for the day because the oldest one had picked going there. 
Cause he's like, he's like, yeah, I want to see this. It's really cool. It's like, all right, do you want to go do it? We can go do it if you want. And so he, he it was really like his trip, his part of the adventure. So there was no, there was no like fighting back. There was no, I don't want to go out today. It's like, no, this is his trip. So that, that really did help because you're right. That buy-in, once they buy into it, then it's like, okay. Like we, when we travel to Europe, you know, we'll tell the kids about different museums. Like, oh, which one would you like to see? And, you know, one, my, my oldest thing, he was like, Musée d'Orsay, he really wanted to see. So, like, that was like, oh, we went there. I'm like, dude, this is your museum. So he was all gung-ho about it. And it got him really, really excited. And and anybody that has, I mean, you remember when your kids were teenagers, sometimes they're a little um, difficult. But <laughs> it, it got it got them to buy in because, hey, you know, this is my choice. You know, so that helped out. Yeah, I, I'm a big believer that that's important. And the older they get, the, the more you have to listen, right, because you're teaching them communication skills, leadership skills by doing that. Yeah. You talked about wildlife. Did your boys get to see any of that wildlife they talked about? So we saw some moose. We saw some, we saw a lot of bison. Uh, we were out, we had a few bison jams in, in the Tetons. Uh, we saw uh, like a huge group, like herd of moose. And it, apparently we were, so the day we were at Yellowstone, there was a grizzly attacked a like bull moose and took it down, but we were on the wrong side of the park. So like we we got home that night and then YouTube was just blowing up with all this YouTube you know bear attacks moose footage and everything and they're like why couldn't we see that I'm like well we saw the moose then you probably saw one once it got eaten that helps <laughs> but, young boys love that stuff right? I know but but it was funny because where we were where we stayed we ended up staying um, in Idaho uh, about I don't know twenty minutes outside the park and the place where we stayed they're like hey look here's the bear spray. If your kids go out, they might want to, you know, have it with them, like explain it to them. So the, my, my oldest is like, whatever. I'm like, she's like, oh, no, no, seriously. My six-year-old goes outside and has it with her when she plays. And that got them going, what, really? They're like, oh, yeah. So they were always kind of like looking outside to see if there's something coming. Or So it was kind of a fun thing. I can only imagine how exciting it must have been for, for kids that young. Cause I know my kids, how amused and entertained they'd be by things like that. It's, you know, the first time I, one of my oldest kid, I took him camping and he saw a deer that was only like five feet away from him. And he, to this day, he still talks about it. What a cool oh. experience that was. Yeah. So, it's, it's those little things. Like we, we went to the, it wasn't in the wild is one of the refuge and they were testing out the, uh, the garbage cans to see if they worked. And this grizzly just tore this one apart. And the kids are like, Whoa. I'm like, yeah. And that's what it'll do to you. So don't mess. <laughs> that's right. They might look, they might look fun or cute or cuddly from a distance, but they can put a hurt on you. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So you visit a number of national parks. Do you, do you or your family have a favorite? Um, I I think. Well, my wife Grand Tetons is really cool. I like that. I like driving through Badlands when you come through. Uh, they have, if you like go to Wall Drug in South Dakota, there's an entrance into Badlands National Park there, and you can actually do the drive through if you're coming like to the east. You can drive through, and it'll take you farther down the highway. Or if you're coming from the east going west, you can take it before Wall, and then it goes. You can like loop out and finish off at Wall Drug. I thought that was that was really cool because that where you really felt like you were at Badlands. You really feel like you're like on another planet. Um, like my my oldest, he was just he was like this is unreal. This is unbelievable. It's like, this is, this is crazy. I'm like, yeah, I know. It's like, look at all the colors. I'm like, I know. Um, so I think he loved, I like Badlands a lot. Wife and my youngest liked uh, Tetons. Uh, Yellowstone. It was funny because of the three that for that, the kids were least impressed. Well, they liked Yellowstone. They liked going to see like the grand, uh, grand systematic. I think that's how you say it. Prismatic. And the, the, the like 
uh, hot spots and the, the the springs and stuff. They thought that was cool, but there were just so many people there that they were really uncomfortable because it was, you know, it was during the, the peak of COVID. And, and I remember my, my sons were like, I'm sure we got COVID here because the walkways and everything. <laughs> so I think that's what kind of, I think they would have enjoyed it more if it wasn't pandemic for Yellowstone because there were so many people. Um, but it was, it was pretty cool. I know our next big national park trip, we're going to be going out to Crater Lake, um, in Oregon. And we're going to go to, uh, um, where else we're going, we're going to have North to Glacier National Park. So we've got a, and then that's also Zion and Rocky Mountains. So we're doing like a huge, another West coast road trip from here in the Midwest. We'll be back after a quick break. You ever think about what might be in the water you're drinking every time you fill up your water bottles while you're in the outdoors? I try not to, and I really don't because I use Sawyer water filters. Sawyer filter technology, because of their high standards, every filter is individually tested three times through their process. I've been using their permethrin product for years now to protect me from, well, quite frankly, ticks and the picaridin to keep the flies at bay. Don't let bad water, insects, or a tick bite cut your trip short or even ruin it. Use Sawyer products. Go to your local outdoor retailer and ask for Sawyer products, whether it's a water filter, insect repellent, they're likely to have it. You can also go to Sawyer's website and read more about these incredible, high-quality products that they offer those of us who enjoy the outdoors. You know, your boys, I've got to ask, you know, they're, they've been doing this their whole life. They're, they're young, but they've been doing this their whole life. And it, feel, it must feel like a way of life for them. Uh, at some point, you think they're going to be teenagers, adults. I know I've had this experience with my boys about trips we took and backpacking or hiking or whatever. At some point, they're going to turn around and say, Dad, that was really cool. Mom and Dad, I really love that we got to do those things as kids. Yeah, my, my, uh, this is probably about two years ago now. My, my, he was probably 12 at the time. He were like, I don't know, I think we were in, we had just gotten back from Rwanda and Tanzania. And we were, I think we were in the Netherlands. And he kind of looks at me and goes, you know, this is kind of a special thing that we do. And I didn't say anything. I was just like, oh yeah, it's pretty cool. But I like inside, I'm like, yes, he gets, he gets it. it. He understands how special this is. And, and, and he really appreciates it. My, and the thing is, is, we didn't travel as much when he was really little. I mean, we lived abroad, so I guess that there is that, but. But we've really gone crazy the last, I don't know, five, six years with the international travel. So my youngest, who's nine, for him, he knows nothing different. So he's he's just bored out of his mind now because he's been stuck at home. He's like, I mean, he's like, I miss staying at hotels. I, you know, I miss I, I miss going to meet and make friends and you know in the hotel lobbies and on the parks around the world. And I'm like, I know, I miss it too, man. Yeah, he might become an adult and say, how do people stay in a house? Yeah, all seriously. year, right? <laughs> seriously. How can you stay in one place for for a month? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm going crazy. <laughs> yeah. So that's, you know, I just, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you on, on Papa Bear Hikes podcast is because we do have listeners that have children. And I personally find you're not just the ones you did this summer with your family visiting the national parks, but all your podcasts are, they're informational and inspiring. They give good information to help, you know, that help us look at destinations we're going to, but also maybe help some of us that have those fears of traveling. And right now we're in a t- at a time where people are feeling fearful, uh, some for, for good reason, but you, you showed us that you can do this. There is a way you can safely travel. Two of my boys have traveled out of the country. They went to Central America, came back fine, traveled, and they followed all the protocols. But what would you say to that family that's Looking at another year, sitting around the house saying, gee, we really wanted to go to Yellowstone last year. And it looks like the pandemic's still here. What would you say to them? 
Well, one thing I tell people, because we've done quite a few videos on pandemic planning and pandemic travel is, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you don't feel comfortable, you're not, you, you know, you can't let that stop you if you want to go. But I know some people are really like mortified in fear by the pandemic and they won't leave their house. They like, I mean, we get really, really mean uh, comments sometimes, like how dare we leave the house with the children? I'm like, well, we take the, we do the protocols. We do what we can. I mean, it's safer going to Yellowstone, I'm guessing, than going to Walmart, you know? And so that's one thing I look at is if you feel comfortable, if you feel like you're ready to try to travel, but you're still worried, look for things like national parks where you can be outside. You can do the social distancing because that's what we did. I mean, the big reason why we did, I mean, we went to Nebraska, Wyoming, Idaho, Montana, South Dakota, um, Iowa. You had you have space. And the thing is, is Yellowstone gets a lot of tourists. And that one, it was quite a few. But we drove around. It wasn't all the time. And we were in the Grand Tetons. We, I mean, we never had more than like two people around us when we were at the Tetons. And there we talked to them like, yeah, we're pretty busy. I'm like, wow, this is busy. I, I would hate to see what it's like when it's empty because there was hardly anybody there. So you do have options and you can you know, do the social distancing, but to get past the fear, that's one thing that people have to decide on their own. Um, I mean, I don't pressure anybody to say, yeah, go travel. I'm like, look, if you're ready to travel, you can do it. You can do it safe. You do the protocols. I mean, you have your mask, you have your, your social distancing. And some things that we do is actually when we're driving, you know, there, there's little things you can do to like, because social distancing isn't just stay six feet away from people. It's also when you're going to check into a hotel, you don't need the whole family to go to the front desk. What we do is we drive up, I hop out of the car, I go check in, okay? I get the keys and everything. Then I go back to the car. My wife then goes in and she'll wipe down all the, the light switches. She'll wipe down the you know the remote controls, all the high touch areas. She'll clean that stuff up. And then she gives me a call and says, okay, bring the boys in. And then the boys and I will, will come in with the suitcases and the room's cleaned as well. And that helped us feel a lot better. And the thing is, if you look on, you know, like Hilton, like they have like their stickers closing the door show last time it was cleaned, you know, so people can't get in. You have those things. So you feel kind of more comfortable, like, okay, these these big uh, chains are, are doing a good job. But then there's also the other side is, look, if you're going to stay someplace, maybe you feel more comfortable if you control the cleanliness. So like we'll also do like Airbnbs and Verbos or VRBOs and we'll get a rental property. Same thing. Get in. You know, Jocelyn will go in or I'll go in and we'll wipe, I'll wipe all this stuff down, get it ready. And then we have the kids come in so we feel more comfortable because it doesn't matter what the other people do with the clean. It depends on how you feel about it. If you feel like, you know what, if I clean it a bit more, if I wipe it down, I'll feel better. Do it. You know, but uh, it's not, I don't know. It, it's one of those things that you, you realize you'll see people take it seriously. People don't take it seriously. And, and it's up to you, you know, and. We have we've been lucky enough that we've been able to travel quite a few times during the pandemic, um, and we will travel more. Um, so so it is possible. Um, it just takes a little bit more planning and a little more research. Yeah, it's funny you bring up. Yeah, you know, you're safer outside than going to Walmart. My my son who went to recently was in Mexico. He said that to somebody. They said, you know, oh, you were in Mexico. What, what were you going down there for? Aren't you afraid of getting sick? And he said, you realize I'm safer down there than you are when you go to Walmart two or three times a week. I'm going to be tested before I come back into the country. I'm going to be tested within 72 hours after getting back, and then I'm going to quarantine. And by the way, while I'm in Mexico, I'm not going to be sitting with a room full of people or in a Walmart. I'm going to be out on a beach. Um, and I, I think exactly. yeah, some of his people getting a better understanding. Yeah. 
Yeah, and part of that is some people. I mean, because sometimes they just think, "Oh, travel," and that their mind just goes to you're in a you're at the Louvre in front of the Mona Lisa, packed with a thousand people around you. It's like, no, you can have other things. Like I know uh, we have a couple trips coming up. We've got a Hawaii trip, which is you know beach basically the road to Hana. You know, like we're driving our own car and we're we're, we're hitting the beach, and then we've got a trip to the southeast, which is basically looking at architecture from outside and again hitting the beach. You know, so we're we're definitely our usual trips have really changed more to an outdoor setting. So that's why places like Costa Rica and Mexico become, you know, viable options because you have the outdoor stuff you can do. Yeah. And he pointed that out to me. My son said that he just had to be a little bit more conscious of, am I going to eat in that restaurant that looks crowded or am I going to go to this one where there's outdoor seating? Mm -hmm. Uh, Those were the kind of decisions he felt he needed to make. Yeah. And that's the thing is we, when we did our road trip, we didn't eat inside very often. Like we were when we were in Wyoming, they had like the 25% occupancy. So we would have like a room to ourselves when we would eat. So we ate inside a couple times. But most of the time we would take the stuff back to our hotel, which when what well, another not in Wyoming, but we were in Mississippi, we got a, a a seafood place that had really good ratings. And so we got delivery seafood to our house, but we had crab legs and they had nothing to crack the crabs. There's no place, no nothing. So we had a bag of crab legs. And that was it. So we're all like trying to figure out how do we get this claw open with no utensils. So, you know, be ready for some interesting stories when you're trying to enjoy the local cuisine when you're eating from <laughs> takeout all the time. Yeah, it's something I really think a lot about. But, yeah, more people are ordering their food in. I know when my wife and I have traveled in the past year, uh, we've ordered food in. And yeah, you got to think about that, right? Do I oh, have yeah. everything I need here to eat the food I'm ordering? Yeah. yeah. No, it was funny because you know, it, it just cracked me up. Because when it came, it didn't come in the usual kind of thing. It literally came in the bag they boiled the crab legs in. So I was kind of like, I just, I it was just, I saw it. And I just started laughing. <laughs> like, this is gonna be fun. <laughs> yeah. No, I always say, you know, there's no such thing as a bad bad experience. It just becomes a good story. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Mark Walter, thank you for coming on Papa Bear Hikes podcast. Yeah. Um, could you, again, tell us where people can find you, your YouTube channel, Instagram, et cetera? Sure. If you go on YouTube, uh, you can look up Walter's World, W-O-L-T-E-R-S, World. Um, you can go to waltersworld.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest. Thing. Um, we're all at Walter's World, uh, so you can find that. Or just search in, go on YouTube and search what not to do in some place around the world, and I'm sure you'll see a bald guy with a ponytail with a big round head and round belly uh, giving out some advice on travel. So I'd love for you all to stop by and watch some of our videos and hopefully we can help you travel again whenever you feel comfortable to travel again. Yeah. On that note, yeah, your videos, everybody should watch them. I can't encourage people enough. Oh, that you, you. You, you do very concise, informative. Your do's and don'ts videos are great. Um, so yes, people, please go visit these videos because Mark isn't limited to vi- traveling in the United States, you've heard, as you've heard here. He goes all over the world. So if you're visiting, I, I came across you, I think it was uh, Ireland. My wife yeah. and I were looking at Ireland. It's how I came across your videos. So there, you pretty much have covered the globe. Um, we're, tr- we're trying. Once we get this pandemic out of the way, we can get back to it. <laughs> all right, Mark. You have a great day. Thank and, you. You uh, too, Mark. Safe travels. Thanks for listening. If you like this podcast, please feel free to leave a review. If you found it helpful or useful or just entertaining, let us know. We can be contacted at papabearhikes at gmail.com or check us out at papabearhikes0001 
on Instagram. Thanks for listening. Get outside and have a great day. This episode of Pop Bear Hikes has been brought to you by Avalon Publicity. Avalon Publicity, increasing the digital footprint of content creators and skilled professionals via website development and social media services. For more information about Avalon Publicity, go to their website, avalonbusiness.org. That's avalonbusiness.org.